Everybody, welcome. I'm Steve Woolenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. And this week, to be more in control of your time, let's do six things to feel accomplished. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Again, this is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Woolenhouse. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Glad you discovered us. If you've been here before, we appreciate you returning. Now, please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review if you would. Head over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. Grab the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then you'll find me under About Us at the top of that page. My links to social media. At the bottom of the page, it's links to the Weatherology social media media assets and follow along. We enjoy your contributions, especially on LinkedIn, TikTok now, and Instagram. You know, many young people, adults as well, addicted to social media. And sadly enough, these kids especially aren't getting the direction they could use from parents that should know better. There's mixed signals being associated with social media consumption. And the dangers of incessant social media consumption are very obvious, in my opinion. When these tools are used to orchestrate social comparisons or kill time, we get pulled into this innocuous vacuum of counterproductivity. And we see this all the time. Recent research, in fact, shows people between the ages of 16 and 24 are especially vulnerable. Facebook has over 2 billion users and Twitter is approaching 350 plus a million daily users. Now, the average person is spending between two and six hours a day using social media apps and young people are exceeding those numbers in many cases. Now, by the time we check email, eat, work, have meetings, entertain interruptions, our day is completely eviscerated in many people's case. At Anatomy of Success, as you know, I teach people to own their time, not manage it like most people advocate. Time management, really? Okay, if that's your goal, then you're trying to squeeze stuff into your day to coincide with this perception of productivity and what I got to get done. When you own your time, you make time for everything you want to do first, and then work fits into that. That's the ultimate objective. Financial success means nothing if we don't have time for what matters most, folks. Mental and physical health and satisfying relationships have to be paramount in our definition of success, I believe. So how do we take ownership of our time? That's the question. Well, you'll never find time for anything. If you want time, you have to create it. And that's the purpose of this conversation today. So here are six ways to gain better control over our daily schedule. First, we have to allocate. Each day, obviously, we have a limited number of time. By deciding what's most important, we make those things top priority. We allocate time for what matters most and create time in our schedule for those items that demand our attention, period. We focus on the important work that needs our attention by remaining undistracted and taking frequent mental pauses when necessary to ensure highly productive work. Any leftover time, that can be utilized at our discretion. However, I use my extra time leveraging social media productively. I have a system in place, a very sophisticated system in place with team members that help me reduce my time spent on platforms and I focus on creation of the content. 
Now, next, we have to prioritize. We have to get things done. Many of us put unpleasant things off until they become this urgent priority or obligation. So I prefer to scratch things off my list before they accumulate into something insurmountable or stressful. By choosing what to ignore, I stay focused on the things that demand my attention. By reducing my obligations, quote unquote, I ensure everything that is essential gets finished. Prioritizing our time, that's essential for taking ownership of our time and owning our day. And that includes, as you know, saying no to just about everything. The more you know yourself, the more you start to understand life and the more you start to value your time. So next, number three, we have to refuse. Many of us say yes to things we later regret. Trying to be nice, we agree to accommodate people that demand our time or accept extra work that's inconsistent with our focus. Now, I have people reach out every single day on LinkedIn asking for 15 minutes of my time. Can I pick your brain? Can we have a cup of coffee? Can we schedule a virtual meeting? Hey, I've got something I think you'll be interested in. Whatever the cheesy pitch is, because these people have no concept of how to sell, let alone how to approach people with common sense or any creativity. I regress. When people get wrapped up in our network frenzied culture, we waste time fraternizing with people that really don't align with our purpose, our priority, our values, our business objectives. We have to say no to just about everything. And that may be a harsh reality for many of us to swallow. But by saying no, we say yes to the things that matter most and we don't create consternation in our schedule as a product of agreeing to things we later regret. Trust me, you do this, you'll find plenty of space in your daily schedule to accommodate your top priorities. Next is our routine. Amazing habits are essential for success, and so are routines. We have to learn to fall in love with routines so we find the time for the most important things each and every day that help us operate at maximum efficiency. In addition, we don't have regret because we neglected to say no to something we should have to make room for our top priorities, the things that deserve our attention, our family, our health, the work that that really demands our focus. Instead, we get preoccupied with trying to appease everybody else that reaches out to us making requests because we're consumed with this overwhelming sense of guilt. We have to get beyond that and establishing concrete routines will help. Next is meetings. You know, so many businesses meet incessantly. And it's one of those things that I personally feel very strongly about. And of course, you may be working at a place where meetings are common protocol. And I apologize for that because to me, that demonstrates people that lack the ability to delegate and trust their teams to operate without impunity. These things that we have to reiterate, recapitulate seven times a week in 45-minute daily meetings, it's insulting to people. I mean, what needs to be regurgitated that often that grown adults can't comprehend with one simple conversation? But for us at Weatherology, we operate much more efficiently when I provide my team leaders complete control over their departments and just offer them the support with resources, guidance that they may require periodically. 
Leaders need to meet less, and they offer, in the process, greater latitude to their team members so that they can operate without constant oversight. And I get it. There are some people that can't be trusted. They don't work for me in my company. I can promise you that. People like that don't linger very long. If for some reason they slip through the cracks in the first place because we made a poor hiring decision, which really doesn't happen very often, then they usually find themselves working someplace else relatively quickly because they don't have the maturity and personal responsibility to accept the challenge of having complete independence and autonomy in exchange for trust and quality work. When you define objectives clearly, give people room to operate without impunity, we liberate people to do fantastic work. Meetings, when you do have them, need to stay highly focused and people need to come prepared to get the maximum benefit. Most people hate meetings. They are a tremendous time suck and most are unnecessary. And recent research shows that 80% plus of these meetings are absolutely unnecessary. And finally, we have to prospect better. And this I see so often. So many salespeople are really bad prospectors and business owners don't do a good job of this either. And I'm amazed at how many self-proclaimed sales experts waste exorbitant amounts of time pursuing dead-end opportunities. We need to develop an astute aptitude, the skills necessary to help us identify our best prospects and stay focused and be patient. It's taken me 10 years in some cases to bring on major advertisers. That's no exaggeration because I knew from the inception they were going to be a client well before they even understood they would be because I knew they were a perfect fit for what we were attempting to provide. So sometimes we have to be very persistent and most people can't handle that kind of rejection on an ongoing basis, day after day, year after year, month after month. We have to learn to identify, though, the best prospects that will be the most logical fit for what we're offering. And we have to develop the aptitude to be able to identify those things. And the same thing happens in dating, too, and other aspects of our life with our friendships. Sometimes we know early on this just is not a good fit, but our stubbornness or desire to conquer overwhelms us and we press ahead anyway. Or maybe it's desperation or loneliness. So these lessons, folks, to manage our time more successfully, to feel accomplished, are relevant in every aspect of our life. And I hope you put these things into practice and learn to take control over your schedule. I'm Steve Wolinos. This is Anatomy of Success. Thanks for coming along. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.